0: Hello dear friends, welcome to another episode of Native New Life. My name is Monty Church and today we have an exciting episode which we have entitled The Spirit Bear. Today we find ourselves north of where I live in the beautiful northwest with its lush forests and dramatic coastlines. This amazing landscape extends all the way up to British Columbia, Canada. And it's here where you find if you're lucky the rare but amazing white black bear that's right these are part of the commonly known black bear family but they're white in color and here's where they are they are extremely rare and very few of these white bears are now left and they exist here in this quiet less known rainforest which is the only place on earth where they're found. Interestingly, they are known to be quite shy and are less aggressive than their black brothers. This makes it hard to get close to them. But through the marvel of filming, we're able to bring you a close look at this rare spirit bear while at salmon fishing. Incredible, isn't it? Look how powerful they are. Yet they're known to be non-aggressive, unlike those that are black. Our native brothers and sisters of this area call them the spirit bear or the ghost bear because to them it's a sacred bear. One reason they believe this comes from an ancient legend that says because these bears are driven from a different spirit than the more common ones and that this spirit is a gift. The Creator has miraculously implanted in the nature of the now white bear, making them less aggressive and less ferocious. Because of this, our native brothers and sisters here see the white bear as a symbol of peace and harmony. As I watch this special white bear, I can't help but think of how God changes us in our nature from being morally lost to being teachable and kind. From walking in darkness to embracing His marvelous light. Yes, all this is possible by simply allowing Jesus to come into our hearts and letting Him empower us to live a life of peace and harmony in this hostile world of ours. If you're like me, I often wonder how God goes about preparing us to live in the soon-to-come, righteous, eternal, and perfect world that Jesus has promised. Now, what kind of change is God looking for in us as Christians, and why? Previously in our Native New Life episodes, we have studied the wonderful fact of how you and I are dearly loved by God. The Bible teaches us that He has purposely given us life and predestines or plans ahead for us to live not just a few years on this earth, but forever and ever throughout ceaseless ages of eternity. How grateful we should be. The Book of Heaven teaches that even though we all have been weakened by sin, our Heavenly Father still totally loves us with an everlasting love and has earned the right through Jesus' life And death to accept us today just as we are really it just blows you away to realize how much we are loved by our Creator yes it's true that God accepts us just the way we are but when we decide to follow Jesus our loving father sends his Holy Spirit to work a change in us for the better he doesn't leave us to be ruled by our sinful nature but he miraculously prepares us to live in a righteous perfect world all that God asks of us is to allow him to lead us and guide us and just like the spirit bearer legend through his creative power our Creator will day by day change us from the inside out by inspiring in our hearts the desire to live according to his ways of peace and happiness the way that God has always planned for us to live this is why the Book of Heaven says praise him not ourselves for bringing us out of darkness into his marvelous light not only that but he also wishes to give us the gift of his power and strength to curb and overcome our natural weak tendencies that would otherwise bring us only destruction and unhappiness While we are still on this earth, such weaknesses as giving in to addictions and anger, indulging in evil thoughts and unkind feelings towards each other, will surely bring only pain and suffering to others as well as ourselves. That is why our Father wants to give us the gift of overcoming these evil things now. Friends, God will gladly give you victory over these corrupt tendencies if you'll just choose to be open to Him on a continual basis. After we accept God's gift of salvation, it's so important to understand that our part in the Christian walk is that of daily keeping ourselves open to His leading. This is a daily process, because every day we will still have our weakened human nature to contend with, and that will be until Jesus comes again. It's so important that we establish the habit to consecrate ourselves to Him as soon as we even start a new day. And yes, when we continue throughout the day to do this, His power will be ours to do what's right. When we consistently do this, the time will come when we will want to do what's right because it's the right thing to do not because we're afraid of God's punishment or because not only will we not want to break our father's heart but also because we don't want to choose what's evil and wrong because it only brings heartache and destruction our loving father will change us to where giving in to natural habits and sinful things won't be an appealing choice to us anymore but to do this my friends we will need heaven's power and daily help even moment by moment by simply asking we will receive I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you I will take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of compassion and obedience have you ever wondered why God wants to change us you see it's this way our Heavenly Father knows what's best for us and how to keep peace and harmony here on earth And throughout the universe he wants to give us a mindset that will bring us peace and balance and happiness now while we're still living on this earth and second he wants to give us a new attitude or a new way of thinking that will develop a right character in preparation for living eternally in a righteous world because of the way those in heaven will live and think God knows that we would be miserable there If we still crave the evil poor thinking ways of this world he wants us to be totally comfortable and happy there now exactly how does God change our lives he works through our minds the Book of Heaven puts it this way don't pattern your life after this world but let God transform you from the inside out and give you a new way of thinking the fact of life is this that as a man thinks in his heart so is he you see what we are and what we will become is generated from what we truly believe in our own hearts this the Bible calls character and the character we develop is the only thing of ourselves we can take with us to heaven now how does this come about the answer is this If we choose to stay close to the Spirit of God, who is always ready to help us, our Creator can and will empower our thinking to do what is right. The Book of Heaven puts it this way. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. It goes on to say that by staying close to God, he is able to help us. He says, wash your hands of those bad things that you've been doing. Purify your thoughts and stop trying to love God and this world at the same time. This, my dear friends, is the power of Christianity. And it's available to you and to me now. Our part in God's plan of salvation is staying in tune with our leader. It's like these birds that follow the direction of the leader Instantly turning to wherever he goes. So likewise, Jesus wishes us to follow him and remembering that by beholding or staying close to him, we will become changed. You see, whom we choose to focus our attention upon will change us to be like them. So turn your eyes upon Jesus and as a result, you'll become more and more like him every day. Now how has the Creator planned for us to stay close to Him? It works like this. First we're instructed to trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean or depend on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. But you say, it's hard for me to remember to acknowledge God and all I do throughout the day. And you're right. We are all humanly weak and forgetful. So here's God's answer to this, which is my favorite personal prayer. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Let your prayer be, Take me, O Lord, as wholly Thine. I lay all my plans at Thy feet. Use me today in Thy service. Abide with me and let all my work be wrought in thee. This is a daily matter. Each morning consecrate yourself to God for that day. Surrender all your plans to Him, to be carried out or given up as His providence shall indicate. Thus, day by day, you may be given your life into the hands of God, and thus your life will be molded more and more after the life of Jesus. Now let me show you how God illustrated this to us in the Bible in ancient days. To help me to do this, I've asked our artists to do a painting from the story of God's leading to help us picture it in our minds. When God led His people out of the Egyptian captivity, He carefully taught His people how to stay close to Him and how to live so that He could protect and guide them to the promised land of Canaan. To do this, God sought to illustrate in a practical way His love and caring for us, and what our part should be in order to grow closer to Him and stay close to Him. He had them build a tent church called The Sanctuary. It was an object lesson. The amazing thing is that He gave us access to His sacred place. The Book of Heaven says, but you are a special kind of people a royal priesthood of believers and the holy nation chosen by God. So every morning and evening, God had the priest who represented the people come before him into the sanctuary. There God shielded himself from the priest in order to protect him from his glory. This shield was a large curtain that divided the sanctuary into two rooms. In the first room, there were three articles of furniture that symbolically taught very vital lessons, not only for the children of Israel, but for us today. First, there was the altar of sweet-smelling incense called the altar of prayer before the protective curtain. It symbolized that our prayers go up to God like a beautiful, sweet scent to Him. He loves to receive our prayers, because prayers open up our hearts to him allowing him to help us each morning the priest and the people prayed asking god's leading throughout the day then in the evening there was another time of prayer this is when the priest asked for forgiveness and watch care over the people as they went to rest for the night by these prayers morning and evening god endeavored to teach that he wishes us to have a continual turning to Him in prayer concerning every issue of our daily lives. It doesn't mean that we walk around all day with our eyes closed in prayer. It means that we should seek a willing attitude to desire to learn what answers God has regarding every problem we face. Come humbly before the Lord with your burdens. He's promised to give you the answers of how to deal with them and he's waiting for you now and always he says come to me all you who labor and are heavy burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you for it fits perfectly and let me teach and guide you for I am gentle and humble and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light By prayerfully turning our burdens over to God, He will guide us through each day. This is what the Bible means when it says that we need to learn to pray without ceasing. In other words, never stop talking to God. God promises to wisely answer our prayers, even before we ask. When we experience for ourselves God's responses to the needs that we ask help with, we will learn to trust that He will always care for us. Going back to the sanctuary, on one side was a table with unleavened bread on it, which symbolized God's holy word, the bread of life. His word reveals how to live in peace through our rugged times here on earth and how to prepare our thinking or our hearts to live eternally in our future righteous world. When you take time to study the Bible, Whether you do this personally in the quietness of your home or in a spiritual gathering, you'll find its principles to be true and accurate. We quickly learned that we can, again, always trust what God says. And at the same time, we began to realize that we are also losing our desire to do things that are contrary to the will of God because it only brings destruction and death. The Book of Heaven says, Your word have I hid within my heart, that I may not sin against you. So you see, God's word has the power that you and I need. Now, also in the sanctuary was a beautiful golden candlestick. This candlestick had seven gentle flames that were always lit, which represented the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' gift to us, and is always by our side to enlighten and to guide our thinking and actions. He is always present to provide comfort and to give us sound thinking. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This comes as a result of always listening for the quiet voice of God leading our conscience. What is also so amazingly important is that we not only will learn to trust God, but God will be able to trust us and know that we are safe to save. In all these sanctuary illustrations, God was hoping we would all see that he is trustworthy and will follow through to bless us when we open ourselves to him. All he craves is our trust in him then he knows that he can teach and help us to continue to grow spiritually throughout eternity. You see, our total trust in the principles of God's care and love for us will keep sin from ever rising again and contaminating the family of God. When we are in a daily relationship of letting the Lord lead us by the study of his word through prayer and the opening of ourselves to the Holy Spirit's leading we will automatically be changed. We may not always understand just how God does it, but He does, and I guarantee you, you'll become a different person, and this change will be noticed by all those around you. The Book of Heaven describes what happens this way. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think by His power. That works in us. Now, I'd like to have you meet my good friend Milo. I've asked him to come to tell us what God means to him.
1: Hi, I'm Milo. There's been quite a change in my life since I started reading the Bible and praying to God. I feel the urge to wanna do good things instead of the things I used to do. When I do have a hard time, I pray, and sometimes the answer doesn't always come right away, and sometimes it's not always what I want it to be, but it's good, and it's a lot better than the life I was living before. When I was younger, I was kind of like a Robin Hood. I always went out and I robbed trailer factories, all kinds of stuff. You know What I thought I was doing is making the bad guys go down and leaving the good guys alone. And I felt this emptiness just keep growing. And I started to hate myself over it. Every time I get into myself, it's an ugly thing. It's bad. And I don't really want to go there. And the only good thing I ever do in my life is the Word of God or when I'm edifying the Word of God. And if you you feel the difference, you feel the difference deep down in your heart, it makes you feel like you belong somewhere, like you have a purpose in life. And that's what God has for us. He has a purpose. And until we find out what that purpose is, we'll never be happy with ourselves. Lord, I pray for the health and welfare and spiritual well-being of every person on this planet and your divine protection, intervention, and healing over their mental, physical, and spiritual health. And I pray that he'll guide and lead and direct me. I thank him for all the good things he's given me. I have a lot of friends that are still doing the things I used to, and I kind of stray away from them, but I'd like to tell them there's a better life and that... God has something for them as much as he has it for me or you. It's amazing what God does. And you don't even see it yourself. You don't even understand that God's doing something in your life. But others around you see this and they praise God for it and they praise you. And man, it just it's a good feeling to know that you're doing something right instead of the wrongs that I used to do. The only place you can get this is from the Lord from Jesus Christ by accepting Him and getting in His Word. That's how you know the Lord, by reading His Word. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Like Milo,
0: here is the lesson that God wishes us to learn. In order to stay close to Him so He can lead us, we need to be learning to live a life of prayer, of study, and the opening of ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Book of Heaven calls genuine faith. Well, you say, I'm not as faithful in my prayer life, in my Bible study, and asking the Holy Spirit to lead me like I would like to and I should. How much faith does it take? The answer to this, my friends, comes in the form of a question. Are you growing in grace, meaning, Are you seeing God's ways becoming more and more a part of you? Are you allowing Jesus to take over your life? This is all that God looks at. And if you are growing by His grace this way, by Jesus being the Lord of your life, He considers you perfect in His sight. I treasure this text on the basis of this one complete sacrifice. Christ can now present us to the universe, counting those who are being made holy as already perfect. Finally, here's one more beautiful lesson that the sanctuary teaches us. The walls had engraved angels on it, and the curtains and even the ceiling above had embroidered angels on them all representing the fact that when we are daily in a relationship with God through prayer, study, and purposely asking the Holy Spirit to lead us we are considered part of the family of heaven now isn't that awesome? what is your relationship with God today my friends? is it growing stronger every day, every week, every year? I pray that it is Do you have any kind of personal study of God's Word on a regular basis? Remembering that this is how He talks to you and to me. And also, are you learning more and more to take everything to God in prayer and listening to God's voice that seeks to guide your conscience? This reminds me again of that native legend concerning the white bear. They say the reason the Creator changed its color it's because this bear seeks only to live in harmony and peace with others and its creator I want my creator to change me to always be in harmony and peace with him and with others how about you in closing I'd like to tell you about a dream of mine I believe that when we get to heaven and began experiencing the ceaseless ages of living. I can't help but think that Jesus will set aside a day just for me, and just for you, to where you can be alone to finally ask a lot of questions that you've always wondered about. But, you know, I can't help but think that if I'm alone with Jesus, I may become a blubbering idiot because I, can't help but wonder how could he save me? And I can hear myself saying, How could you save me, Lord? You know all the things I did. And you know something, folks? I haven't lived a perfect life. And as I look back on, it, I say, Lord, how could you save me? How could you work it out to save me? And I can imagine that Jesus won't say much until I get done talking. And then he'll look at me and say, the reason I could save you is because you truly wanted to be here. You wanted to live this way. And that has given me something that we can work together on throughout all eternity. That's the kind of Lord we serve. That's the kind of person he is. And until next time, let only the good spirit guide you.